Hi, everybody. Welcome. Happy Saturday afternoon. We, we put this into realistic time. Happy Saturday afternoon. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. Uh, uh, and quickly, uh, this is Peter Papalo in parenthesis two. This Peter uh, and I had gotten together um, a couple months ago. Um, uh, and we had done our first uh, interview uh, talking about his amazing, wonderful background uh, of electrical engineering mm -hmm. and uh, at Rutgers with a, a BS and in, 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 in the master's and then eventually a PhD at uh, Iowa. And, and the work that you were doing with vocology, and we'll talk about that, was extraordinary and was so beyond my realm. And, and of course we met on LinkedIn and we're brothers in, in Rutgers, but we're, we're back with Roman numeral two because there's, there's a whole new aspect to, to Peter that is mind boggling and is extremely relevant and important to everyone uh, out there listening. So um, how about a little, Quick uh, intro, and then uh, Peter and I, we 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 kind of cheated here. We just hung around for the last forty minutes chatting about structuring and this. And, and Peter has this amazing story to tell um, about a Marlon Brando voice. <laughs> Take it away, Peter. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you again for inviting me to be on this amazing channel. Thank you. Uh, so happy to be back and so happy to be part of what you're doing. So as you said, my background is uh, electrical engineering and voice science. So the uh, bachelor's and master's in double E from Rutgers, the uh, PhD from uh, University of Iowa was the speech and hearing science. And my focus was specifically voice uh, science and vocology, which um, I think you might've mentioned either last time or, um, and my, my, my definition of vocology from my mentor that I love is um, vocology is the habilitation of the voice and habilitation just means how we use the voice uh, in our everyday lives and, and, and the function of the voice to, to do all the amazing things that we can do. And uh, that kind of leads me to this story that I wanted to tell you about yeah. when we first turned on the... Uh, the Zoom uh, app this uh, this afternoon. So as you said, as I told you, um, today's what, Saturday? Two days ago, <clears throat> my voice was sounding like the Godfather, like that husky, rough, whispery, breathy voice of Marlon Brando in the movie, The Godfather. And unfortunately, that's something that comes and goes for me. It's a voice uh, condition that I've had uh, uh, this breathy voice that comes actually from the vocal folds that don't fully come together when they need to. The vocal folds are like these undulating, vibrating pieces of tissue inside your larynx, and they make the sound by coming together and then blowing apart. And mine don't complete. And when and when they're closed, they're supposed to be closed, and mine don't do that completely. So I had the really breathy, hoarse voice a couple of nights ago. And I really didn't even think about today's, you know, uh, Zoom uh, event with you. But 
I think last night and then again this morning, I thought, gee, I should really try and get my voice into shape. And I've had this tip or trick, I guess, that I do that was taught to me by my mentor, uh, Ingo Tietze. This is his trick. And he's been advocating this at least for the last, I want to say, close to a decade. And it's definitely something that a lot of singers and actors know about. And it's something that uh, is a great trick. And it helped me bring my voice to where it is right now from less than 48 hours ago. It's called straw phonation or straw voice. And all it needs is a simple soda straw. Uh, later on, I'm also going to uh, demonstrate with a coffee stir. As long as it's got a hole in it wow. that you can blow through. The whole thing is, let me, in fact, I'll just demonstrate before I even go any further. Sure. So this is the exercise that anyone can do. And within a half an hour or less, you can bring your voice from wow. where I was to where I am now. Wow. So all you need to do is make a tight seal with your mouth and vocalize or phonate or hum or whatever it is that you want to do. And just think about some of the things that actors and singers already know how to do when they want to warm up their voice. So let me demonstrate. So the point is to really exercise the lows and highs of your vocal range. The higher, the better, because high voice uh, occurs when your vocal folds are, ni are nice and tight and stretched. And then the straw will actually, straw phonating, blowing into the straw, will stretch and separate and really get the vocal folds into this nice kind of, I call it a vocal posture, if you will. Think of the posture of the vocal folds inside your larynx. And this idea, strangely enough, comes from electrical engineering, of all things. And my mentor, Ingo Tietze, was also uh, a physicist, an electronics guy, worked as an engineer. He has that, uh, we have that background in common. And the idea behind the straw to your lips is that it, it it's kind of comes from electrical circuit theory. If you can balance a circuit where you have the source and the sink, the source and the output. The source could be the battery, or, or let's say the source could be the power amplifier and the sink could be the speaker. When you balance the impedance of the speaker to the amplifier, you're gonna get the most efficient sound mm -hmm. coming from the amplifier to the speaker. And this does the exact same thing. It balances the impedance from your vocal folds all the way down to your lips. Wow. And I can still, you can still hear some of the bobbles in my voice, but this stuff really helps. Wow. And the smaller the aperture, the more benefit you get. Actually, let me now demonstrate, because you can do this with singing. So here comes happy birthday and happy birthday in a very soft, high voice to really, really stretch the vocal folds. Now let me try it with a small one. 
The smaller the straw, the more benefit you get because the more back pressure creates for your vocal folds. That's yeah. my that's my terrible demonstration, but it helps. It works. So that really that got rid of your Marlon Brando. Wow. And it's so now um do do uh, actors and actresses uh know about this technique? Uh, yes. Uh my yeah, my mentor has been doing uh, conferences and, and scholarly, you know, meetings and, and, mm -hmm. and, and master classes and voice lessons. And they're on YouTube. Ingo Tietze is the name. Okay. And uh, there's, there's videos of him with Renee Fleming wow. from the Metropolitan Opera. There's yeah, pop sure. stars. Wow. There's all sorts of singers and actors who do this and swear by it and have been doing it for about a decade. It's so interesting, you know. Tomorrow night's the Golden Globes, and actors, actresses, and 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 and, and um, we'll go back later, and, and and I'll ask you a quick question to go back. Um, so, the uh, the the title uh, uh, Peter Popolo Two, and and then because um, you and I spoke, and and there is such power. We're going to talk about this now, but you know, you have a, a new company you formed called Di Digital Health Technical. Um, I'm looking at my notes, consulting, where you yeah. design uh, uh, iPhone apps for healthy voices, etc. And etc. etc. Et and and when you're done talking about what you're doing. I'm going to dramatize in in about as powerful or dramatic expose on, on how a, a digital, a medical digital uh, app helped save my life like weeks ago. So what you're doing is so vital and it, it's a whole new world. You know, uh, I always quote Aldous, Huxley. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a brave new world and, and wow, it is a brave new world. So, um, so we, you, you have the company digital health technical consulting and you and I chatted about that. So tell me about Peter, tell me about this, uh, new business and, uh, and, and how did you get the idea for this? Absolutely. So yeah, digital health applications.com is my uh, website. And the idea, the genesis of it kind of came from uh, years ago when I was in the academic world, because I've done both kind of academic and, and industry. And uh, in the academic world, I found myself as a new professor with a startup budget and some, you know, uh, resources. And I had a lab and I wanted to do some research, obviously, you know, focused on voice and vocal health. And I had this idea, you know, that I wanted to create an app, uh, I, uh, you know, smartphone app and, and um, you know, be able to just do some of the things that, that I wanted to, to do for my research, do voice recording, do things where people could, you know, record their voice on the fly. They could get, 
you know, an idea of, um, you know, are they producing a vocal, healthy sounding, quality sounding voice, maybe rate it, maybe get some feedback on the how good their voice is. This would be especially for people who are going to see their, you know, voice therapist, speech pathologist, and then in between the the days that you go to see your therapist, you have to do some homework at home and practice these things. So I thought the app would be a perfect way to kind of support this. And, you know, I have some soft, I have a software background, obviously, as an engineer, but it goes a little bit way, way back. Uh, I don't want to say like the uh, Apollo <laughs> days, but Why not? You know, no, obviously not that far. But no, so my software skills were a little bit uh, dated, if you will. And so I thought, but you know what, I'm, I'm at a university, a, a good sized university that has a number of different, you know, um, uh, majors to students available. And I thought I could get maybe a grad student, maybe a, you know, whatever to uh, work for me in my lab and, and, and build this app for me based on the idea that I had. So, so design, you know, do the software coding to build the app. And I even had some startup money that I could pay, you know, somebody to do that, a student to do that as like a, you know, 10 or 15 hour a week, 20 hour a week kind of job. And I thought I would just have students, you know, lining up outside my door to, to, to do this little job, right? Couldn't get anybody. Because I specified, and I had chosen by that time that I wanted to do an iPhone app because it just seems to me that all the students and young people and certain people in the demographic that I'm interested in just all seem to have that type of phone rather than some of the others. And maybe that was the thing, but I could not find it. I mean, people would come and they'd say, I could, I can build a, you know, this. And I said, well, for iPhone, right? And they said, oh, no, I don't, I don't wow. do that. And it just basically took me like the whole time I was there, I never got this thing done because I never found a, a student or, or, or anybody for that. Well, I mean, I didn't look outside the university, I'll be honest, but I never found a student that could do it. And now years later, I still kind of had this idea. I've been talking to all sorts of people about it, all sorts of my colleagues, and I still have some, you know, academia contacts. Come to find out everybody kind of wants to build an app. Everybody's like doing this type of research, that type of research, no matter what their field is. And I say, you know what, I'm doing this on the computer and I'm doing this survey and I'm doing this, you know, thing with my subjects. And I really wish I had an app that they could just, you know, pull the phone out and just do it and do it every day, every time they pull out that phone. So I wasn't the only one. And the more I talked to people, I actually talked to one of your LinkedIn contacts, who's now one of my LinkedIn contacts. And I asked him about, you know, he was a Rutgers computer science grad and I asked him, did you ever learn at Rutgers how to do iPhone apps? He said, no, we never touched that. No university program that I know of, unless it's like maybe, I don't know, right outside of the, you know, uh, Cupertino office of, of Apple or something like that in California. But he said like hardly any schools teach iPhone apps and he taught it to himself, this guy. And that was the inspiration for me to just do the same. And, I, and I'm a self-taught iOS developer and I really wanted to meet this need that I think is like a, a burning need. And, and I'm kind of focusing academia and saying, I wanna be the guy who uh, meets this need in academia to build iPhone apps for evidence-based clinical research. And that's the key. And that's, that's where this is, is at. Um, just taking this uh, um, more generically, 
why why would somebody in, in the health uh, related fields um, considering having an iPhone and and I'm going to jump on this after you do your thing. Why why would somebody in the health related fields consider having an iPhone app made for them, like exclusively specifically? Sure. So the first thing that I pretty much uh, focus on as part of my academic uh, training is this: what I just mentioned a minute ago, evidence based practice. And so evidence based practice is you know you may have these therapies that you use for your patients. Let's 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 stick with the model of a speech voice therapist, right? So you may see different patients with different types of vo voice disorder, something like mine, um, you know, which is called, um, um, you know, like I said, the, the vocal folds not fully coming together. Um, anything, you know, related to those type of uh, vocal disorders. And they have different voice therapies that they want their patients to do while they're in the office with them, right? And then while they're at home, they should practice. And so the whole idea about evidence-based practice is you want to collect this, this data. You want to collect the evidence that says, hey, if my patient will just do the things that I ask him to do as part of their therapy, and if I can record, you know, how many times he does it and does, you know, how much progress does he or she make? Yeah, measure it. Then they can say my therapy technique really works. I have the evidence. It's an evidence-based therapeutic technique. Mm -hmm. And so the smartphone app is just an incredible way to reach down into everybody's daily lives because everybody has one, everybody uses one. If you're worried about the patient who's not, or the, you know, the client who's just never gonna find an opportunity to do what you ask them to do, it's like, hey, you're carrying this phone 24 seven, right? Just take out the phone, use the app, do the little exercises, take you like seven minutes push a button, send me the data, send it to the cloud, whatever. And there's, you know, you got your practice, I got my data. And so it, it just really works. So that's like the main thing. Okay, so how does this, this first app you designed, how does that actually work? And what does it do? And then, right. and then talk about uh, part B, talk about some of the marketing tools that this can bring to a practitioner and to a patient. Yes, yeah, thanks That's that, thanks for, for mentioning that. That's a, that's a great aspect of it too. But uh, my first app, which has quickly become my second app, and, and now I've got like multiple irons on the fire, which I love. But the first app idea was basically to have a, a thing where uh, the patient has a, the user has a very easy interface to record their, their voice while basically producing a voice sample that is based on something that, you know, a voice scientist would want to hear because say you give them a certain phrase or a certain type of phonation, kind of like some of the things I was demoing before that really touch upon these, these vocal features that you want to be able to measure, right? So you ask the patient, the, the user to kind of read this thing right on their iPhone screen, press the record button in the app so they don't have to go to like another, you know, thing outside the app, in the app, record their voice, read this, this phrase, uh, do a couple of different phonations guided by the, the app. And then two things can happen. Uh, one is the phone itself and the app and the computer program behind it can automatically analyze this voice signal acoustically. And that's really cool. And it's also very complex. 
but acoustically analyze that voice recording and tell that user right away, hey, we measured a few things in your voice and we think that you sound pretty darn good. Or, you know, we measured a few things and it kind of tells us that your voice is maybe a little bit too um, breathy, breathier than, than, than it should be or breathier than you'd like it to be. So you can measure and use the, the app itself to do that and then give an instant feedback to the user. Wow. And number two, you can also get the user to rate their own voice, listen to their own thing that they just recorded and say, yeah, you know what I heard? It was a little bit rough and it was a little bit breathy and I knew that I kind of bobbled it a little bit. So I'm going to rate this and then you tell them exactly how you want them to rate it. And you have a scale, you have a slider or, or a wheel or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of this is just compiling data for you as the clinician and feedback for the user. Wow. And that's kind of what my first app does, minus the acoustical analysis part, because I, I, I'm still working on that. Okay. The first app I have does the uh, recording of those sample phrases and, and sounds, and then tells the user how to rate it on a scale, you know, for breathiness and whatnot, and then to send that data right either to yourself so you can listen to it again, or send it to your speech pathologist so he or she can listen to it and, and send them this was my rating for today. Boom. Uh, Marketing-wise, um, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm fishing. Uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, movie person, but this would appear to me that this would be a great tool marketing-wise and utilitarian-wise for actors and actresses and singers and and maybe people who give speeches etc i mean it's it's almost endless to help yeah. people who are communicators absolutely and actually the thing that uh, that i'm thinking i i don't know if i communicated this to you before i think it's a great marketing tool for the doctors themselves the the, the ear nose and throat doctor the speech therapist the clinicians and here's why it's it's subtle but Again, I said, you know, the, the iPhone is something that everybody, or, or a smartphone at least, is something that everybody has, right? And it's almost like tethered to our things, right? Yeah. So it's a part of daily life. Love it, you know, like, like it or not, it's a part of our daily life. Now, you know, physicians, I think, or doctors, clinicians, health, let's, let's just say allied health providers, right? In general, I think they want to be more involved in the person's life, not just like when the person is sick, but kind of how to keep the person healthy, right? This is called like holistic medicine. And part of holistic medicine is, you know, taking a look at the big picture, not just the once or twice a year when you come in for your physical, but to be with you like throughout your daily life and yeah. promote the daily yeah. habits and the good habits and vocal habits are like that too, right? So if you have a, an app that you've given your patient and that patient has to engage with this app every day, you're influencing, you're, you're an influencer, right? Like the, like the, the media influencers, right? Sure. You're influencing that patient to live a more healthy life, to develop habits. Habits come from repeating something over and over and over again. And I also said this in actually one of my blogs on my website, that if you now put a little bit of marketing branding in on that app with your logo or your name or some technique or some therapy that really you know is associated with you and your patient looks at that every day they're gonna 
keep you in mind, not just when they're sick, but every time they're healthy, every time my voice sounds good. Thanks, Dr. So-and-so, for making my voice sound good today. I mean, if that's not powerful. a huge benefit to any clinician, I don't know yeah, what it is. It's powerful. And then, of course, word of mouth, people talking about this and spreading the word, and that clinician comes up in daily conversations, and what are you doing? By the way, it's, it's, it's marketing-wise, it's like endless to enhance a practice, how powerful having an app work for you, mm -hmm. um, which I, I guess is a great segue for me to tell my quick story. Um, and, and you and I discussed this, how having the right app, quote, medical app, can, can save a life. And, and, um, and that's why I was so thrilled to do this segment with you as you're uh, at the precipice of, of, you know, launching this company and, and developing apps. Uh, and I am a living a testament to how powerful having the right app uh, on your phone can work for you. Uh, quickly, I, uh, I'm not going to, um, but I'm a living uh, I wasn't feeling right in December, just didn't feel right. And, and like most people, ah, you know, take an aspirin. And, but I hadn't been feeling right for, for a couple of weeks. And, and then there was a, a TV commercial uh, for a phone app in this little thing here uh, in EKG. This is an EKG. Uh, and you can get it with one lead or five leads. Um, and and I saw it and, and uh, I ordered I ordered it and installed the the, the app on, on my phone and I took my own EKG with my fingers and it told me I was an AFib and I sent the pictures to my cardiologist and um, two weeks later I was treated uh, in a hospital for that and and I'm fine now. Uh, and I feel great, and, and I owe a great deal to having the right app, medical app, that probably saved my life, you know? Yeah. So what you're doing, Peter, is a wow. And you are- Alan, you've already told me that story, but I love, love to hear it. And every time I hear it, it, it really, it, so amazing it is by the way so it, it is power amazing it is amazing because you know what i'm not feeling well uh and, and i would never you call my cardiologist because i didn't even know if it was quote cardiac related and 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 uh and 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 then boom 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 hey i'm an afib uh and 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 you know i did it for a whole day and i'm an afib and called him up and sent him the pictures. I emailed him. He's a great guy, Rutgers guy. Uh, and he said, come in the office and they hooked me up. But uh, it, it did. I mean, it did save my life. You know, AFib is a nasty thing. You know, I can do all kinds of nasty things. So, and 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 of course, then you and I connected uh, on, on what you're doing. And, and it, to me, it, it was such resonance how important uh, the work that you're doing with this. So, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, th this was kind of a, a meant to be thing. Um, I think so. Yeah. And um, 
So folks can see uh, on the bottom here, uh, it'll be flashing um, uh, all your contact information, the website uh, for digital health, et cetera. Um, uh, and because tomorrow is the, the Golden Globes, maybe we can go back to an earlier to an earlier topic. Um, uh, you, you've worked with, uh, just kind of the essence, you've worked with uh, actors and, and uh, singers. Uh, um, what are some of the, the vocal skills or mm -hmm. things that actors need to have? Yeah. I want to pick one because it's the most important. Yeah. This is so much serendipity, Calvin. You already said the word not five minutes ago. The word and the skill is resonance. Oh. And that's actually what the straw exercises are all about, is promoting resonance. And so for a voice person, and that includes actors and singers, of course, resonance means using not the power of your lungs and the air supply, which is very important, right? To create the sound of our voice, but that alone is not going to make, let me pick, you know, my uh, idol, uh, Luciano Pavarotti. That's not going to make Luciano Pavarotti's voice project from the, from the stage to the back of the opera house, especially when you've got the Metropolitan uh, opera orchestra between you and him, right? What makes the singer's voice project is the use of resonance. And resonance, and I keep cradling my skull <laughs> when I say resonance, because you're using all these cavities, the sinuses, the nasal uh, cavities, the, the vocal tract, of course, the oral cavity, as, as resonating chambers, and the way I uh, illustrate this is, and I sang in uh, some really nice churches, as you know, church choirs, think about when you're in that big church and the huge dome vaulted ceiling, and you kind of, you know, get uh, um, inspiration to start like saying something or singing or whatever, and your voice just, you know, it's cavernous all of a sudden, right? That's resonance. You're using the acoustic properties of that vaulted cathedral ceiling to kind of amplify or, or amplify even is a little bit misleading, but boost the voice, enhance the voice by this resonance effect of the uh, building that you happen to be in. Well, you can get that resonance effect just from the, the head and the whole, you know, um, upper body and 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 so this straw helps you focus wow. the sound right here in what we call the mask and when you do this by the way and especially if you do it with the smaller uh diameter straw you start feeling a buzz and that's the word that actors and singers and vocologists use you feel a buzz right behind your eyes and behind your nose <laughs> and over the the the, the mouth and that's when you know you've really tapped into the resonance. Why? Wow. Because it's vibrating and it's enhancing and it's boosting the sound. So actors and singers, 
actors for tomorrow, right? The uh, Golden Globes all know that to project the voice, you need to perfect your resonance, resonance. your resonant voice. You know, we, um, by the way, I, I'm, I'm saying it now, I'm, I'm going to do that with a straw and do some happy birthday. I'm just going to experiment. I'll, I'll... Yeah. And the key is form a tight seal. Tight seal. So that, so that when you're phonating, you feel the air coming out of the straw. Okay. I'm I'm really going to do that, uh, uh, um, and I'll keep you posted. By the way, uh, one of my idols is Luciana Pavarotti as, as well. And in one night, some years ago, I discovered Pavarotti singing at Deste Fidelis in Montreal years ago. Um, and 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 I don't mind. I'll say it on air. I I do have obsessive compulsive tendencies, but I listened. And I watched it, I guess it was YouTube, um, for four straight hours. You know, my hand to God, I watched Pavarotti sing at Deste Fidelis for four hours uh, straight. I, honestly, it was, it was, it, it put me into a whole nother. Um, and I watched a bio uh, on his life. What an extraordinary voice. You know, it comes along once, you know, a hundred years to have a voice like that. But I, I watched his, you know, his whole. Um, I think it was Netflix. But anyway, so uh, Peter, we finished uh, Peter Popolo two. Awesome. Which therefore means we've got three and four. We talked about this, and we'll figure it out to bring you back because um, you're so interesting. The other thing we we talked uh, on air. Uh, it's a plug to your profession. Uh, there's something amazing uh, about electrical engineers. And, and I, I, this is not a scientific comment, but I've interviewed two uh, electrical engineers in, in this brief lifespan of conversations with Calvin, uh, uh, of, of which uh, they are so diverse yourself, with the vocology and developing apps and, and John Malgian, also Rutgers uh, uh, electrical engineering grad who went on to become a very, very prominent, successful intellectual property lawyer. Hmm. So um, something about the processes, um, uh, it's definitely an unscientific comment, but it's a fun comment. Yeah. Me. Can I add to that plug? Please. I've often said uh, it's such a great undergrad degree. If you are, you know, STEM inclined, if you are science and math inclined, and you may not necessarily know exactly what you want to do in the future, but so many friends of mine, when I was in uh, engineering school, went on to become doctors and lawyers. And, you know, med school in particular, at least at the time when I was in school, really looked at that engineering background and said this is like a solid wow. scientific training that any doctor and any med student will benefit from wow. and that of course goes like you said for all sorts of other professions like legal and um you know so i think it's a great it's a great starting yeah. point for almost yeah so interesting technical career so interesting so uh we uh 
we've accomplished, and this was so much better, um, so much more at ease and, and no time constraints like we did the first time. And, and, and I could just listen to you like all day because uh, you're so interesting and fascinating and I, and, and I wish you so much success Thank with the app. And, and, uh, and you and I will be back here doing three. So I, I wish you a happy Saturday, a happy weekend, uh, and we'll be in touch. And, and I can't thank you enough for this, your time, Peter. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin.